Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Past players. Past legends. Past legends. So tonight we are absolutely privileged to have on legendary, and I don't use that word lightly, a goal-kicking phenomenon in Chris, Chris Tractor Prime. Of course, he cut a splendid figure in that Lycra Guernsey in his time at the parade. We will get to that, obviously. But if we actually read out all his goal-kicking achievements... Pete, we'd be here to about next well, Thursday. You were here at 9am this morning and started reading it. Yeah. We're still reading it now. Just a casual, uh, before the start of, after 2021, tractor a casual 2,060 goals in the country for, you know, in footy. It is an, a monumental achievement and uh, tractor. We will go through some of that during it, but welcome aboard, mate. No worries. Thanks, Malcolm. And Pete, thanks for having me. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Uh, like we do with most of our uh, guests, we like to sort of delve into your juniors and then work our way up and how you got to Norwood and, and some of uh, some of your exploits there. But where did you start your junior juniors, mate? Oh, look, I started my junior footy in, God, I would have been seven or eight at Port Deal. Um, I think I played under 12s for a couple of years before I touched the ball, as I think most kids do at that age. Um and played all my junior footy at Port Neal um, before heading to school at Westminster uh, for three years. Okay, I didn't realise. So, uh, Westminster, what years were they uh, school-wise there, Tractor? They, I would have finished in 87, so 85, 86, 87. Um, but, yeah, so what, the, year, what year school-wise? Oh, that was 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, right. Yep, yep. yep. And yeah, so... Yeah, our P, one of our teachers there was uh, David Tiller, who was, yes. I think, captain of North Adelaide. He's, uh, Tills is still at Westminster, mate. Yes, yep. Um, oh, my son's just finished Westminster last year, so uh, Tills was still there, and it was good to catch up with him. So, um, yeah, so he was there, and, and Kim Harris, who yes. was our first 18 coach while I was there, so he taught me a few little tricks as I travelled through. State cricketer. So yep. uh, obviously, with your, your juniors uh, out in the country there, and and then moving to Westminster, did you always have a bit of an appetite for goal kicking? Oh, look, I did. Um, pretty much from a young age, look, I played forward. I wasn't overly big as a as a kid. Um, 
I sort of played forward pocket, rove sort of thing as as most younger ones do. Like you know, you, you get on the on the sides, and the bigger kids in the age groups play down the spine. Um, my, I guess my first memory of goal kicking was, I think it was '81. We hadn't kicked a goal against the opposition mini side for the whole year, um, but we won the grand final. But the ball was in the air when the siren went, and then went through the goals, um, and that that was that's my distinct, distinct memory of like the first really important goal you kick is when you snap and it's in the air and the. Oh, it's a fair so memory, that tractor. Grand, and you win a grand final by two points. Oh, everyone loves the sausage roll. You might yeah. How old were you then, tractor? Oh, I reckon I was 10 or 11. So don't worry, you still got on the West Ends, yeah, mate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was in the car with mum and dad who uh, don't drink and have yes, never have. Yes. Um, and headed to Western Australia straight yeah. after that. Okay. So, so from there, let's, let's go through some of... Uh, so in terms of footy-wise... You build up to ending up at Nord. Uh, ending up at Nord. Obviously, let's go through though. Eighty nine. You've kicked one hundred and eighteen goals for Ports, um, and then in ninety one, one hundred and twenty five goals for Tasmans. Yep. So I played my first senior game at Port Neil in eighty six. So Port yep. Neil. Port Neil was by itself. We won three premierships. Well, they won 84, was I was 13. 86, 87, 88, which I played in with my two brothers. Yep. And then Port Neil amalgamated with Arno Bay to form Ports. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yep. yep. So Ports was the amalgamated club, and that was our first year, and we lost the grand final to Kimber. Okay. So I kicked 118 as yep. a as a 18-year-old, I think I was, Um it was the first time I'd actually got to play full forward because my oldest brother, Peter, had actually been playing full forward for Port Neal at that stage. And a great th- thank you to Peter Lyons for his book on country goal kickers, which I have in front of it, in front of me. And by pure fluke, the first page I turned to today, looking to start looking for you, I came across Richard Horgan's name and gave Horgs a ring. So, and then he said, yeah, he'd play, he, he was involved with you at Tumbies as well. So the old small... Adelaide and small footy world was uh, in vogue there, mate. What, what what was your biggest haul in that 118 in, uh, in any one off, game? Off the top, look, top of my head, that was a long time ago. I'm lucky to remember what I did. Um, I reckon it was about an 11 or 12. Correct, 11 against Ports. But so well done, well done there, Tractor. You've passed yeah. that one. <laughs> and then, so in terms of then arriving from country footy, you find you decided to. You know, have a crack at Nord, not uh, as a youngster. You know, you'd already played a fair bit of senior footy and that. What got you to the parade? Uh, look, we played an EP game at Crystal Brook. Yep. Um, I think I kicked five or six, and uh, um, Port Adelaide approached me after, straight after the game to see if I wanted to come down next week to train or play. Um, North Adelaide approached me, and Nord asked me out for. We'd like to come out and do two weeks pre-season. Yep. Um, and, and my saving grace was I was 21 and I guess smart enough in the world to know I wasn't fit enough to play the next week. Yep. At Reggie's level, um, there's no guarantees. And I thought two weeks, come out and train for two weeks and see how it goes, was like 
you know, on-the-job training, really, for, yeah. for me. Yep. I think there's a pretty mature answer in that regard, Tractor. And, of course, you arrived at you know, Nord 93, and you know, let's also be honest, you've been coached by a fitness fanatic in Neil Craig, so that w- would have been a, a, uh, probably a bit of an eye-opener and a shock to the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, th- look, it was like I, I came over thinking I was pretty fit, um, but no, it just wasn't in the. It wasn't generally in my makeup to to be that way. So, um, yeah, look, we pushed through, and yeah, I, I was lucky enough to to get a run in that first game. So we're going to talk about your nickname, mate, the tractor. I mean, obviously, I've got an idea, but. Let the listeners in uh, to know uh, how you became the tractor or the nickname tractor came about. Uh, one of my, when I went down to Lincoln, um, I think a uh, Twee Cordwell coached us the second year. Yep. We were training. I don't know why we started training in December, um, <laughs> but we were down there doing beach runs or run along the foreshore. And, you know, he said, oh, you're pretty slow to get going. You're hard to stop. And, We'll just call you, and you're from a farm, we'll call you Tractor. And it was just one of those names that's pretty well stuck. Um, I know when I got to Nord, you know, because I was towards the end of the run, everyone asked what your name was. Well, when you're right at the end of the run, people actually remember who you are. Yeah, true. So, like, it was a real ploy that I'd employed at that stage just to be unfit to try and get guys to remember who I was. <laughs> and then... So was it also your mum may have a bit of wise words at your beginning at, uh, at your time at the parade too, mate? Yeah, she did. Like, um, she, yeah, she uh, I guess it was, we had the bye the first week and Sturt played Centrals at Elizabeth. Um, and Craigie, in his wisdom, picked his top 30 to go and watch the game. At Elizabeth, that's and right. I wasn't in that. that and, yeah, and I wasn't in that top thirty, and that sort of, oh no, I don't know. I've never been good at being second. Um, I, I'm a fairly competitive beast, and look, I was probably third in line then. And yeah, I rang Mum and said, "Look, I've had enough of this. I wasn't working. Um, yeah, look, I was just sick of Adelaide." He said, I'll just play a couple of games of footy, get the footy started and see how things go. And I think that week, Anthony Pieri and Mark Ducker both broke down. Yes, yep. And leading on the Thursday night, I think Craig, he spoke to me as I was going out to training and said, Look, you'll be starting this week. Um, which which was which was nice. Uh, I, Mum and Dad, I think, were still over here because they were probably still involved with football over here. Um, so... Yeah, look, played my first game tenth of tenth of April '93, which happened well, to be my well, middle brother's well played tractor. Very impressive. Yep, I uh, well, do have that in front of me birthday. as well. Well played. So, yeah, and kick the casual seven on debut. Kick seven, yeah, first one. And I told the under fifteen boys this when are over there this year playing at the yep. parade. Like um, when I caught up with you, yep. Sitting in the goal square, leading out Craig Baum, kicking it out in the middle and taking a mark in front of Cooper's Hill. Now, as a Nord supporter or a Nord footballer taking a mark in front of a packed Cooper's Hill, I don't reckon there could have been anything better. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call, um, actually. 
So, like, and we had, well, that's when we were getting good numbers, good football numbers there yeah. to to the crowd, and you'd have four or five thousand people or three thousand people, and you know it felt like a a big crowd when you're playing in front of those, you know, because you're right there, their yeah. voices are right there. So, yeah. yeah, it was very memorable. Um, I think I played the next week and then got dropped for a week. So, yeah, you live and learn. <laughs> Seven under the. Played the following week and then dropped the week out. That's oh, that's Craig, unreal. Craggy was a hard taskmaster. Gosh, I only got dropped for yeah. one week. I reckon. I think I played yeah. all but one game for the year. You would have been pretty keen for Anthony Pieri to be in the same side as you with that like Craguernsey because that did make you look like a swell move, smooth machine, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Plugger and I did play a few together. Yeah, not so much in '93. I reckon '94 we did. Yep. Um, but yeah, and even maybe into '95. But yeah, there's, Mark Ducker and I formed a pretty good partnership in '93, and then, um, yeah, and then obviously we split that up because I reckon Ducks had left in '94. So it, it was finding that, I guess, finding that rhythm or the person you can you can work with, and you're not always in the same spot, which is quite hard at times in the forward lines because you're you all want the ball and you're generally going to the same spot. So it was good to have that cohesion with, with Mark Ducker, like you know, we weren't in each other's space all the time. Now I'm gonna ask you one question with that. Now we asked this same question to Brett James. Now Brett James was a fitness fanatic mm-hmm. and yeah, whatever whatever would be for you in that regard. But on the Thursday night before the grand final in 93 at Nord is the only time I've ever, as a spectator watching, started going, for goodness sake, get him off the track. Can you remember that, just how ridiculously hard we trained in grand final week? Uh, I can't, only because by that stage of the year, I was only training for about half an hour on a Thursday night to make sure I could still move. Um uh. I'd done my conjoint tendon through my groin, and so from about the last third of the year, I would play on Saturday, not walk very well Sunday, and just work in the gym Monday, Wednesday, whatever nights, so Monday yeah. and Tuesday, and then just do half an hour on a Thursday yeah. to make sure I was right. So, yeah, look, I know they boys might have been out there, but like, I, yeah, I couldn't yep, comment because I yep. wasn't. And the highlight of that of that year, did you find as well the prelim final against Port was a great game. It was a great game as well. Okay, we finished on the right side and and ran it running, won it running away really. But that was a fantastic game. And did you think that was virtually the highlight of the year as well? Yeah, look, I think I think we played there's about twenty five or twenty five and a half thousand people in in Footy Park and. It, it felt full. We normally played out there, and it felt like there was no one in it. Yeah. Um, and that was an, a noisier game and more atmosphere than the grand final the week after. Yeah, because unfortunately yeah. the grand final we weren't exactly uh, overly competitive. Uh, I will say, yeah, you know, I did. I was happy for Simon Neve because I thought Neve still should have been. I thought he should have got more opportunities at Nord, and also happy for Bruce. As coach, but yeah, it certainly wasn't a great day, and I will say, I'll be honest, that uh, 
Peter, I reckon we were in the bar by about the 15-minute mark uh, that I day. was sitting at the northern end, so uh, I, I can certainly attest to uh, feeling disappointed <laughs> early on, that's for sure. Mate, yes. you, uh, you're obviously 93. You start uh, against Sturt at Norwood, um, and you finish the year in a grand final. I mean, that's that stuff that you dream of as a kid. Is that something that, you know? Oh, yeah, it, it is. Like, it would have been nice to play in a winning grand final, um, but... Yeah, just just that that whole feeling, even the lead up for the week and um oh, actually someone gave me some photos the other day and it was of us getting presented in Rundle Mall the day before. Yep, they yep. presented all the players yeah, as they walked that. across the bridge across the, the middle yep. that's no longer there. Yep. Um and you think, you know, how much footy's changed like, you know, all this stuff going on now just doesn't happen. But yeah, they less happens, but they demand more. Yes, I think we demand more of our footballers now than what yeah. they did. We did back then. And eighty-seven majors for the yeah. year in '93. Is there a couple that stand out, or a couple of performances, a couple of weeks that stand out where you got a, oh, a nice bag? I, I think seven was my highest tally. Um, I think I kicked a seven against South Adelaide as well when I think Plugger had kicked thirteen in the in the twos, which put a bit of pressure on, and I kicked seven in the in the ones. But yeah, look, I, I guess it, I played my role. Like I, I'd sort of kick my four or five or um, three or, but I, I quite often I'd do I'd kick three or four in in a quarter, and then like I'd be shut down, but I'd be Bringing the ball to the front, you'd have like yeah. Pato and Rowie. Pato, Pato had a good year from you, from you bringing the ball to the so, front. So no like, that, that. that was like Sam Smart played centre half forward and didn't have a heap of the ball, but his job was to compete, bring yeah. it to the ground. My job at full forward was present, bring it to the ground, and have you know, Stephen Pitt, Stephen Rowe, and well, all the Stephens, Patterson come yeah. onto it. Yeah, yeah, and of course, a huge feather in your cap where you got. Uh, and it was was something the leadership positions was something Craigie took very very seriously and uh, vice captain the following year, mate. Yeah, look, and, and that probably was a bit of a shock. I, um, I don't know if I was mature enough, I was old enough, um, and I was probably a, might have been a wiser head a bit later on. But um, we weren't really an old side. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, and. and I learned a lot from that year, like just sitting in on selection and, and things like that. So it, it was an experience um, being at that level and then turning around and probably it's probably aided me later on in my footy when I've gone into leadership positions or coaching positions. So. And so there, so you, another reason, quite a reasonable year again, 53 goals. But... Uh, in... Well, I basically carried the from the year before the injury I had was I had the right side operated on. I needed the left side operated on, but they wouldn't do both at the same time. Oh, okay. So I played ninety four, um, basically on one leg. So wow, pretty frustrating in terms mm. of your time at Nord with it. Therefore, in that regard, so oh, it, but like to me, once once you walked on the footy field, yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah, you crossed the white line. Like, exactly. Um, like, 
Yeah, and I say guys come up before you now. They say, "Oh no, I'm done." I said, "How do you know you're done?" And they said, "Well, it's sore." I said, "You don't know it's sore until you actually get back on the oval, and then you know because your adrenaline kicks in and and you just keep going." Like, and not everyone's built the same, but that's that's how we are generally built. Like we go, you know, it doesn't matter. You just keep playing until the siren goes. So you next year ninety five the ninety five your final game was the prelim final loss to Centrals. Why did you decide to give it away after the three years tractor at league level? Well, I could ask, if you had a you had a visit uh, video hook up here, I'd be able to show you. I'm actually sitting in the house on the farm that came up next door to our main farm. So um, I reckon with about. I know six weeks to go in the season. Brother had a chat to me and said, "Look, the farm next door is coming up." Right. And I said, "Well, yeah." He said, "You've had three years of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got to come home and do some work." And once again, I was wise enough to understand that, you know, I was going to work for the rest of my life. Yep. Um, I wasn't going to play footy for the rest. So, yeah, I, I made that call. We talked when Peter Rhodes was on talk for a while about whether I'd travel back, but that wasn't going to work for me. Yeah. Um, just I needed the training. I needed to do yeah. that three nights a week yeah. just to keep up a pretty much a basic level of fitness um, because I'm not I'm not those look the, the Paddos or the Brett James that can just run. Yeah. Um, yeah so look. It was never really an option to to travel back, and um, I just settled back here. Mate, you've packed in a lot of um, a lot of things that have happened within the couple of years you're at Nord. You you arrive, you uh, debut, uh, you play in a grand final, you kick eighty seven goals, you then back it up the following year with fifty three goals and a prelim loss to to Centrals on one leg. Now that you're telling us this, um, mate. That's one of the best stories that I've heard in SNFL football for a very short period of time of somebody being in the game. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if it's... It, I think we've all got stories. Yes. Um, I think you run into people and you talk to you talk to people that play play footy. Everyone's got a story. like, And they've all got little different little bits. And, yeah. Um, because not everyone doesn't know what someone else is challenged by, so... It's it's one of those things, and it's not till you sit down with them and have a bit of a chat. You go, actually, you face challenges I didn't even know about. Exactly. So, I think we've all got them through life, and football's no different. I, you know, that's one thing I've found with interviewing people, and that it's a great reminder that track just because a person's better at sport, that it doesn't mean that people don't go through tragedies, etc. You know, and obviously at Nord, that's really close to our hearts at the moment, and. You know, Ross Dillon's father dying when he was 16 on Christmas Day, went going to fix a drill mm-hmm. and electrocuting himself. You know, Bruce Winter's mum died when he was two. He, she cut herself in Port Moresby and died of septicemia. So, you know, exactly. Yep. Anything and everything. Now, you, you've, once you've decided to go back home and you've gone gone back to your club, to Ports, and you're there for the next 11 years and, you know, some success and all that, but... And knowing you, Tractor, it would have been a massive decision to decide to change to Tumby Bay. But going to Tumby Bay and 
you know, again, not as a kid, it was in 2007, but your career almost exploded from when you went to Tumby Bay, mate. Uh, look, I, I did. I, my 11 years at Ports, I, look, I loved it. Um, I just was frustrated. I, I think uh, we, we were probably had three or four top-line players um, and then sort of dropped away and we just couldn't keep up with sides and um, without the six-six-six rule, got a little <laughs> bit beaten up at times. Um, yeah. And my coach at the time was Trevor Grenfell. Yep. Yeah. Buff. Yeah. North Adelaide. Uh, he uh, he said, "If you want to enjoy your football, go somewhere else." Um, That's a pretty mature comment, actually. And this is I was thirty-six. Um, I think I was captain of the side at the time, and. Yeah, so I made the decision. I went and talked to a couple of clubs, talked to Tazins where I played in ninety and ninety one, talked to Tumby and um ended up ended up going to Tumby. Um and one of the local papers, I don't know, about a month out from the footy they put a bit of a report in there about what the clubs are doing and um I knew this bloke and he said, Oh, that thirty six this this fella probably be find it hard against these young guys running around and um <laughs> That sort of, yeah, that was like, you know, a red rag to a ball Ooh, for yeah. me. So yep. it was probably the fittest I'd been since I left Nord when I played that first year at Tumby. And just a casual 150 goals. Uh, Ouch. 10 plus on eight occasions. And right, oh, come on, Tractor, what was the highest total you kicked in that year? Oh, God. Uh, I reckon I kicked in 18 that well year. Well played, yep. 18 against Cummins. Capini, and also winning the male medal, mate. Yeah, look, um, I knew I was a chance when I kicked six in the first game and got six votes. So it, it was one of those years, things just, we, we had a good side and the ball came in a lot. Yep. Um, but I had a purple patch in the middle. Um, Hogs, uh, Richard Horgan was our coach. Yes. And I've always... I must have read a Malcolm Blight book early on, and he always said about tying your shoelace on the inside of yeah. your. Yeah. Oh, red hot on that Blighty. Yes. Yep. Uh, on the inside of your boot. Yep. So you know the ball's not hitting a knot, and you can kick better. Well, I kicked. I reckon I kicked nine goals seven this day, on something, and Hogs have said to me, "Why do you tie your shoelace on the inside of your boot?" I said, to help me kick straight. He said, it's not working, tied on the outside. Um, I think I kicked 100 in the next nine games. <laughs> so and much I think for... it was about 100 goal, 12. And I'm surprised the Hawks year, didn't I tied my claim that to me today. on the outside. So, wow. so much for Blighty's uh, theory. Yeah, so football's a fair, fair bit between the years. Yeah, absolutely. And a, So a couple of male medals uh, involved there, mate, too. Uh, still no club best and fairest there, though. What's that? <laughs> Couldn't well, quite get the best and fairest. Wow. Zombie, so. so you won two yeah. two male medals, but no B&F. And 150-odd yeah. goals. Yeah, 150 goals, I thought, might have been enough to get you up, Tractor. No, a uh, runner-up that year. Okay. What, yeah. Hawks gave himself the vote? So yeah. Uh, Jay Shannon won up that year. Okay. Jay Shannon, who yeah, spent play. a bit of time at yep. North and um, Port, he, he won the... He won the 2006, I think, on as a 15, 16-year-old and 
was running up in 07, so, yeah. So, there, yeah, so 131 goals again the next year, Tractor, so, and it, and then 102, so a couple of flags there as well, mate. Yep, yep. Lost the 08 one. Yep. Uh, that was a game we shouldn't have lost. That was our first loss for the two years. Ouch. Yes, all... that was out at right. Tumby Bay as well. Oh, ouch, even more. Yeah, good reminder that yeah, footy is between can, the yeah, years, isn't it? And anything on the given day, especially GFs. So, yeah, another 100 yeah. goals the following year. So, yeah, there it's pretty consistent there for a fair while, Tractor. Yeah, look, I, I was. I think I'd kicked 500 in the first 77 games there. So, Were you tested for leather poisoning? Oh, I don't know. I, I probably should have retired then. Nah, nah, keep going, mate. I reckon you're only warming up now, Tractor. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm getting towards the end. I uh, keep saying that, though. You've said that for a few years, mate. I reckon you're still going okay. So you're still, still looking in pretty reasonable, Nick. Nick, so yeah, 2018 is another 100 goal year. So, you know, fair effort that your first 100 goal year is 1989 and you followed it up just a mere casual, you know, uh, 29 years later. That's that's quite ridiculous, really, Tractor. Yeah, I think the last one was in the twos. Yeah, um, 100 I, goals. That was. I think I needed seven in the last quarter to get it in the minor round. Um, so every ball came to me. <laughs> Fair enough, too. Love it. What, yeah. what, what, what's uh, some of your, your your best memories of obviously going back and playing local football after being in the city for a couple of years? Oh, look, there's, it's the people you meet. Um, and it's both sides. Like, you know, some of those guys... You stand, you, 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 you stand them four times a year, or uh, you know, there's a bloke just down the road that we stood toe to toe and maybe discuss the finer points of the rivalry between the two clubs. But we'll have a beer every time yeah, we see each other. Exactly. Um, you know, so like it's you meet people on the way. Uh, I'm trying to think. Last year, I was. My, my son came home from Adelaide for the weekend. He, he doesn't play footy very much. I said, we were short. I said, well, you got socks and shoes and boots. Well, we'll register this week. And we we lost that week. But he, I played a game with Sam. So that was that was good. Like, yeah. He, he took a mark in the middle, passed to me, kicked the goal. And I thought, well, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, can't argue with that. I reckon that's so, the perfect wording too, Tractor. Can't so, get any better than that. Yeah, like there's things like that that happen along the way, or you know, just little things like it might be given a handball to. And I know that doesn't happen from full forwards inside fifty very often. Um, to a bloke that's struggling, or you know, just learning, you, you handball it to them and they kick a goal, and it just lifts them and it lifts the whole side. You know, I, I don't need to kick goals. Yeah. Um, that that part of my job's done. Like, but if you can help someone out now, or you know. Encourage people. That's sort of what you can do. What about some Mortlock Shield, you know, highlights there, and who you've played with, with and against Tractor? Um, well, I can't remember who I played with and against. There'd be a fair chunk of them. Um, look, they are always great weekends. I don't think we'd be allowed, like realistically, under SANFL rules, we're probably not allowed to do it now, like because we played two games in, you know, three days. Like yeah. we'd get shot down, but. Um, 
we'd play a full game on the Saturday and you know, party pretty hard Saturday night and sometimes again Sunday and then front up and play again Monday. So, like, um, yeah, like, and you played against the best of every league. So, I remember one day there, I was standing Jeff Phillips, uh, Jeff, Jeff Phelps. And, yep. You know, yep. I was maybe a little bit under the weather from my Sunday. And, like, yeah, it's just hard work. Like, you know, you, you really test yourself out. So, um, it's one of those things. It's every level you go up, you just find those people that we find more people that are at the same level as you or better than you. So you challenge yourself. Jeff Phelps, good left arm opening bowler too. He got me out a couple of times, unfortunately. <laughs> so again, the old small sporting world as we keep going in that regard. But it's any real memorable like wins in Mortlock Shield that you really treasure? Actually, the one I treasure the most is probably the not so much on the football side. It's the best yep. story that gets told, though. Yeah. Um, I think we play. I'll tell you the year if I can remember it. Um, we played on the Saturday. I kicked nine goal one on the Saturday, and as I said, we all went pretty hard at it on Saturday night. And my old footy club Tasman's down there used to have a drink sprint on the Sunday, <laughs> and. They would give you a schooner glass as you walked in, and it was free beer for an hour and a half. Oh, wow. So this is 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs> this is recovery. And I had 22 schooners in an hour and a half. Fair effort, Tractor. Um, I was in bed by about 4 o'clock, and we had the 3 o'clock game on the Monday. And that's the day I stood um, Phelpsy. Yeah, I kicked one goal nine. <laughs> might have seen a um, few different goalposts. Oh, might have the problem. Problem. So we we lost that day by no, it's probably seven points or something like that, and uh, hence lost the Mortlock Shield. Um, so that would have been I would have thought that might have been ninety 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 one. That might have been ninety two. I reckon my first year back at Eastern Air. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story gets told the most. I missed out on the goal-kicking award by one goal, and I reckon we lost the Mortlock Shield by one goal, three. So but you won, the, drink, but you won the drinking award, so, yeah. I did win the drinking award, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bit of yin and yang about that, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised that you got up in that one track. There are a bit that high... Yeah, I reckon I'd struggle to even go waters with you. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so down. Like, I, I reckon yes. I had a bit of a corky that day too. Kicking at goals, I, and once you get the yips, you're stuffed. So I had the yips bad. So. Uh, mate, we go back to your. Uh, we'll go back to the SNFL like we do with uh, most of our guests. We like to to sort of probe you a little bit in who were some of the best players you played against and and went head to head with and and enjoyed playing against in the SNFL. That is. I look, Roger Delaney, probably one of the toughest fullbacks I've stood. Um, just his ability to read the ball, his, his strength. Um, he was just hard work, like all the time. Um, and he'd run off, run off and attack. Oh, yeah. And and could hit a target. Yeah. Um, I know. I reckon '95, I stood Paul Northeast a couple of times. Okay. Um, and like once again, like. 
you'd want to bag him all the time about the way he kicked the footy. Yeah, but he didn't miss a target. No, he was just he was just really good. Like, and I actually ran into him a few weeks ago, and he, you know, we, he had a bit of. A, I said something about his kick, and he said, "Well, how many uh, premiership medallions have you got, Primey?" <laughs> yeah, so, hard yeah. to compete it with that line. No, nah, nah, and like once again, like he he good bloke. Um, you know, obviously, you know, different ends of the the planet being port and Norwood, but like, you know, you talk to them now and you, know, the, you have that understanding of what they were doing and um, we were just all trying to beat them so, and we couldn't. So, look, there's those sort of guys you play against. Um, God, I'm trying to think. That's a long time ago. Um, Jason Spear from the Eagles always yeah, is. Yeah. One of those ones that you know was pretty much all over you, um, and like, it's just a lot of. There's some guys you get the best of one week, and the next week you can't get a kick on them. So, um, the other two I probably battled with the hardest. Um, they were the most consistent ones. Them and Chris and Chris Threadgold from Dirt. That you know that you knew that's who you're going to stand when you played them. So um, the others swapped around a bit. And of course, for. Playing with you played with a couple of two of the all time all time SNFL greats, mate. For Nord, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. You couldn't go past um, Gary McIntosh. Yep. Um, and that was, you know, you felt privileged running on the oval with him at times. Like uh, you, you, if he said do something, you just did it. And um, <clears throat> I guess I was fortunate enough that... Oh, no, you didn't play with Aishi, yeah, sorry. Yep. Although Aishi, it says in Aishi's bio that he retired in um, 92. Yeah. He actually played a couple of games in 93. Yeah, just at the start, yeah, that's right. The, um, I remember we played at at the parade against Glenelg, um, and he he came out onto the ground and like you could sort of feel the Glenelg supporters... And players just drop. It was just unbelievable. Like he started in a forward pocket, um, kicked a couple, I reckon. And yeah, he's he just even at whatever he was then at the end of his career, he was still just had that touch. Yeah, aura so, as well. Yeah, so look, I was fortunate. And then you you throw in like. Brett James, well, I think you got your three highest games players yes, there, just about. Yeah, with, uh, uh, with Keith KT, Thomas, yeah. just, Keith Thomas just walked out the door as I arrived, pretty yeah. much. Um, he did all the pre-season. Yeah, um, it was that day to like, Elizabeth. It was he decided that day at Elizabeth that that was it. Yeah, at the right. start where you didn't get make that squad of thirty. So yeah, I actually thought of that as you said it. I was thinking of KT. So yeah. Touch touch of over ironry there, mate. Yeah, look, so, so I was pretty lucky to meet meet those blokes and play footy with them or train with them. Um, like to Tommy Warhurst, who was once again did did all preseason or did fair chunk of preseason. So you get to meet them and um, yeah, you get your your foot in the door when you see them now and you think, well, yeah, look, guys, are you you know I was a Sturt supporter growing up, so. The guys that you sort of look at and you idolise, and then you start meeting them because you're playing footy against them or with them, and um, you sort of some sometimes a little bit in awe of 
of them because you go, oh, wow, it was only 12 months ago or two years ago I was watching you on TV thinking, God, how, how cool is that? And um, next thing you know, you're there with them. Mate, we'll get you out here on this one. What are you up to these days? Um, well, at the moment, I'm running a, a, a helping running a farm with my oldest brother and two nephews. Um, run a sheep stud. So we've got our ram sale coming up next Tuesday, the 29th. If anyone's looking for a good pole merino ram, um, I was just throwing a plug in. And go for it, mate. Go for it. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, I. Uh, I have sort of. I did retire at the end of last year, football-wise, um, but did fall off the wagon. I played five games so far yeah. this year for Ports. That doesn't surprise. And yeah, fascinating your current situation with Ports and and uh, Tumby, mate. Being made a life member and stu- and playing back at Ports. So yeah, you've sort of completed the full ju- full journey, mate. Look, I have, and and, it, and that's where it started. Like. Port Neil had just done up their complex um, earlier this year, and my nephew Caleb uh, yes. came over and said, "Oh, look, we left a couple out of the B grade." I said, "Oh, that's good," and I might have snuck in and had a couple of quiet beers and on the Friday, and I messaged the B grade coach. I said, "Disappointed, I didn't get a game," and that was at seven thirty. By quarter to eight, I had a clearance and was registered and. Um, fronted up the next day. Oh, I'm not surprised that Caleb did that either. So. Love country yes. footy, I love yes. it. So, yes. Look, and and it, and it's a nice feeling to go, well, to go back home. Like, um, you know, that's where I started my footy. Um, but yeah, still heavily involved in Tumby, like with the with the club rooms and managing the bar. And so, like, it, it's one of those things. I, you know. It was an opportunity. Tumby had plenty of numbers. I wasn't going to play. Um, and it just sort of happened by accident. No, nah, great. Great to hear. And, uh, look forward to catching up with you and Caleb too at uh, some stage as well. Tractor, greatly appreciated to come on board. Con- congratulations on an uh, incredible career and uh, look forward to catching up again, mate. Nah, no worries. Thanks, Malcolm. Keep, hey. keep kicking those sausage rolls, mate. Uh, we'll try. I will try. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, Tractor. Uh, cheers.